This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate. Welcome to Friend of Maryland. My name is Kat Pause, and this is a fat-friendly space. Welcome to a special compilation episode of Friend of Maryland. Instead of a brand new show this week, What you're going to get are some highlights from some of the best interviews that have been done here at Friend of Maryland over the last couple of years. Enjoy! Joining me today is Maria Inez, a 32-year-old Portuguese model that shares her time between her two boys modeling and her Facebook page, Portugal Plus Size. Maria, thank you so much for coming on Friend of Maryland. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about yourself. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Maria. Uh, I have 32 years old. And I'm a mother of two, uh, one with 14 years old and another with three years old. And um, I, I live, uh, I am a, an accountant in my, in my day-to-day jobs. And modeling it is more like an hobby. Um, further on, I will explain why uh, is this the reality. Because in Portugal, uh, modeling uh, in the plus size um, niche, it, it, it doesn't pay your bills. Mm. So, um, so we have to, to get a day-to-day job. And in my case, it's accounting. And how did you get into modeling in the first place? Well, I I started with um, with um, a fashion uh, com- uh, con- contest, yes, um, a fashion beauty contest uh, to plus size women, promoted by La Redoute. It's a it's a magazine that sells clothes, and um, they organized uh, this contest here in Portugal, and I was one of the winners. Uh, there were three winners and uh, and I was one of them uh, um, and then uh, it, uh, I started to um, to to focus more on this area and uh, searching for for brands who wanted to work with plus size women and so and um, more recently I have shown uh, I have I have showed up in a in a magazine naked um to 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 promote no, not only my my this work but uh, also the um the importance of loving yourself mm. despite of your your physical uh, attribution and um, if i understand correctly you were the first plus size model to appear on a portuguese fashion magazine right 
Yes, it is true. Uh, I appeared in Cristina. It's uh, one of the, um, the the magazines with um, more expression here in Portugal because uh-huh. it is it is it is associated with a, a, a TV presenter that calls that call that is called Cristina and um and she's very known and and she is known by uh shocking everyone with uh, some thematics and i was the first one uh, the first thematic of her magazine um that shocked uh, that that shocked the minds in portugal and it and it's very very good to do this this work because it it we can we can see by comment by comments on facebook or in the streets that people are not used to this uh, are not used to be confronted with the reality mm. and i mean what what um yeah i mean i guess i'm curious you know you appear on uh, a portuguese fashion magazine it's the first time a plus size model has ever you know been on the cover of one what response did you get, both from the public, but also from your own family and friends? Well, uh, I, I, I will start from the public. Um, the public, uh, surprisingly, I had more uh, positive feedback than negative. However, the negative was um, really hurtful, you know. Um, mm. my, 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 my husband was telling me all the time, well, but uh, Maria, it's more uh, positive than negative. Please focus on the positive. I, I tried really, but it's it's too hurtful to see comments like "you're gross" and uh, "please die" and and things like that. It's too hurtful, yeah. and especially especially when it comes from another woman, another peer, and and this is it's very hurtful and it, and it's very humiliating almost because. People don't get to to understand that um, the 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 self esteem isn't a, a matter of of a physical body. It's a matter of your mind, and and that is uh, the most wonderful thing that you have uh, as human being. It's to be able to separate concepts. And now we, with these situations, we are seeing that. People cannot separate them. People mm-hmm. link everything. Link uh, well. You can. T- you cannot have a great self-esteem if you're fat. Why? 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 Why should I? I why shouldn't I? You know. Um, and so, in this case, the the I had more positive feedback. However, it was more hurtful because I think women knows when or how to hurt another woman. And this is very, and this is uh, the worst thing ever. I I will not ever uh, talk trashy things about another woman. It's 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 uh, against my 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 way of seeing things. I'm a woman. Why I should uh, trash about another one? And uh, and my family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my family. Uh, well, my father told me. That um, I, I told him that I was going to appear naked on a magazine, and he told me, uh, "Well, uh, that is one of the magazines that I don't want to buy, or I have to buy them all." Right? <laughs> <You>. Yeah. 
<laughs> my brother is a very fun person. <laughs> That's awesome. And my husband loved it. My husband loved it, loved the feedback. He supported me immensely. I was a little bit afraid, I confess, uh, of my uh, my older son because he's in the school. Uh, he, he's a teenager in the school. Mm. And I was afraid that his friends could uh, could let him down or, or could uh, make fun of, her, of his mother. And I told him, uh, especially I, I had a conversation with him, uh, asking him if he would mind that uh, his mother... Uh, would pose to to a magazine naked uh, as a fat woman. And my son is really mature. It's a really mature kid. And he told me, well, no, mom, go ahead. I like, I like that. I like you to feel great about yourself. Please mm. do. And and he's a very nice kid. That's really so lovely. My, that's really lovely. I have, I have a great family. <laughs> And I, I know that your Facebook page, the Portugal Plus Size, it's a page that you um, maintain with another plus size model in Portugal? Yes, it is. Uh, I met this plus size model. Uh, it's it, and her call, uh, She calls herself Melanie. Mm-hmm. Um, and she uh, was in that contest uh, of La Redoute with me. And... Um, we started to um, to think that there, there was not any Facebook page um, that to to um, promote these plus size uh, things like uh, fashion, like uh, makeup, uh, like how, how how to be a plus size woman in the world in in Portugal in this case, of course, and we oftenly. Um, get to 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 share uh, some projects that that seems to be um, very interesting. Now we are supporting one uh, for 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 an example. Now we we are supporting one that is called Mulher Chisel. It means woman Chisel, Chisel woman. Um, that is a, an on- online store. Um, that congregates all the stores that have Excel or a plus size clothing. Oh, that's very one, cool. Yes, it's very, it's a very nice idea, really. And, and congregates all the stores nationally. And, and further on, they, they, they will want to, to internationalize this, this project. But now, nationally, all the, the, small stores that have plus size clothing, beautiful plus size clothing, mm-hmm. To to sell online and they uh, promote the brands and the brands promote the project. So it's very it's it's a very interesting project actually. And I mean, would you say that um, you know because you said that this online place you know kind of gathers all of the various um, offerings of plus size clothing throughout Portugal? Are there like, is there a, a large, positive, plus-size community within the country? Like, are there, you know, quite a few plus-size models? And, you know, if you're a plus-size person, can you find clothes that you like? Um, are there people doing kind of activist work to 
you know, change the way that people think about being plus size? Well, I think we can see now a little bit of opening about that, uh, about the matter of, of plus size. It's, it's incredible because um, I don't know the percentage, uh, but I think that um, a, a great part of, of, of the Portuguese women are women with curves, not, not fat, but women with many, many curves. And, and, and a great part also is, is, is also a plus size women. Um, however, uh, we don't have um, this concept um, developed in Portugal. We have we have like afraid to 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 be plus size. You know, we are plus size, a plus size country, but we are afraid to assume that. Mm. And it and that is incredible because you see women trying to fit in um in an 14 uh, 10 uh, jeans when they when they when they wear 14 or 16 you know and we, we see a lot of that here well i think also minds are changing we also we are seeing like uh, great brands like mango and h&m um uh, op- open their their minds and and try to 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 produce Plus size clothing. I think there is more and more way to to go, but but it's very um, in Portugal especially we are very closed minded about the changes. Yeah, I think that's that's probably how most of the world is. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, you know, especially the the Western world, and um, you know when we think about. The bodies that we see in television and, and other places um, as to, you know, what's acceptable, especially for women, you know, like what women are supposed to look like or, um, yeah, how they're allowed to have bodies. Yes, but it's awkward because m- most of the women in the world are curvy. They are not, uh, not, I think that only a small part of women are, are too thin mm. or, or uh, that body type of, 86, uh, uh, 1986, 60, 86, I don't know. Um, I think that, that the perfect kind of body is not achievable by almost anybody. <laughs> However, most of the, of the people, they, they worship um, those kinds of bodies. It's like, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. No, I, I, I hear you and, and completely agree. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on the show and, and chatting about your experiences. Um, I hope everybody will go out to the Facebook page, uh, Portugal Plus Size, um, and give it a like. Are there other places online that they can find you, like Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat? Well, you can find me on Instagram and on Snapchat. My my name is Inish Inis dot Peixoto, and it, it, it's very difficult to spell. But I I think it's I N E S dot P E Y I know P E I X O T O. Fantastic. Well, Maria, thank you so much for coming on today, and I look forward to 
seeing what you do next. I'm looking forward to your next magazine cover. <laughs> oh, I look forward to it for it also. I, I, I well, I, I, I hope it's not naked because <laughs> I'm very, I'm very ashamed of, of, of being exposed. But I'm proud of it. I was proud of it, but I was really, really ashamed of it. <laughs> yeah, it can definitely be nerve wracking. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. To, to let someone take your picture with with clothes off, I've I've done that as well. Um, really? For yeah, for Substantia Jones of the Out of Positivity Project. Um, well, but I have to say, like, I'm actually looking at your your cover right now, and it's gorgeous. So. Um, Thank you. You should have nothing but pride. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm proud of it, but also it's a it's an, a level of exposure exposure I was not used to. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. All right, Maria. Well, thank you so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you, Kat. Love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for for the invitation. Joining me today is Edith. Edith created the Plus Size Backpacker blog in 2013, along with the first French-Canadian reference website on fat phobia, which she launched last August. Edith, thank you so much for coming on Friend of Maryland. Thank you for having me, Kat. So, Edith, tell me a little bit more about uh, the work that you've been doing, the blog and this new reference website. Um, well, actually, that's that's all very, very exciting. Um, since 2013, I've took like different directions toward, uh, you know, some outreach about the plus size uh, travel first, and then plus size living in general and living as a as a fat person. So um, right now, my my latest uh, my latest work is based on the website grossophobie.ca, which is like you said, a reference website uh, in French about fat phobia to make it more palatable to the you know to the general public and explain to them um, what is fat phobia, how it affects us, how they can act upon it, and how you can you know make our environment or you know society um, more friendly uh, for people of size and I've also recently launched a petition um, back in November with the government of Quebec to add uh, the discrimination based on size and uh, physical appearance to the um, the reasons for discrimination that are already included in the Charter of Rights and Freedom. Edith I mean all of that's amazing. Um, if we go back to the reference website just for a moment, like why do you think it's important to have um, kind of an explainer for people who might not have any kind of background into fat politics? Why did you make why did you make this reference site? Well, first, it's because lots of people don't understand. Um, and and many you know many aspects that I bring of fat phobia among my non-fat friends is, oh I never thought about that and so I want to have a place where all the oh I've never thought about that can be found um, because there's also a whole section about how to be a good ally uh, you know in in the, the fat politics context. Um, Beyond that, um, there's also a lot of weight that's put without <laughs> pun intended. No pun intended. Uh, uh, no, 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 we like fat, we like fat puns here on Friend of Maryland. Don't you worry. The fatter, the so, better. We say. <laughs> 
And so um, there's a lot of, of, of education weight that's put on our shoulder to explain, to, you know, be teachers, to always be ready, willing, able and available for explanations and for and, and most of us uh, are, are self-taught. Many of, of the current, you know, you are most likely self-taught in, in you know, most of, of what you've learned and you know, the, the whole fat politics hasn't developed uh, not, you know, not so long ago. So people, especially older people, are not as sensitive uh, to that. And they, you know, when they do want to understand and they do want to learn, and then they are faced with someone who is tired of constantly having to teach, then they can say, well, listen, I might not be here available or, you know, in a mood to teach you, but there's a website for that. And this is why I created so people can actually, if they don't feel like they want to, you know, undertake the, 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 you know, fat politic training of a person, then at least they can send them elsewhere where they can do their education on their own. Well, and there's a lot to be said, too, about like the work of non-fat people to learn about fat politics and fat liberation is the work of non-fat people like that shouldn't be you know, the work that fat people should have to be doing. It shouldn't be part of the emotional labor um, that we have to engage in is to educate others, just like, you know, the work around racism and tearing down white supremacy. That's work for white people, right? Not, you know, it shouldn't fall mm-hmm. on people of color to educate us um, because we don't know any better. So I think that, you know, having tools like that where people who are uh, either interested and don't know anything or, as you said, those of us that do this kind of work enable rather than wasting taking our own emotional labor and time to be able to point to someone something and say go there <laughs> um it's incredibly <laughs> valuable and and as you said this one will be in french is that correct so this is in french right now i i would love to be able to do an english version but um for the time being since i already have a full-time job and then i do that on my own time and i am lucky enough to have a collaborator who writes with me her, her name is katrin she's absolutely amazing um so she she helps you know lighten the load a little bit um i currently i'm currently writing my first book um to be published uh next september so september 2020 uh which should be a reference guide uh, on fat phobia. So that also should be part of, you know, the whole uh, education and making it accessible and making it available for people who are willing to learn. So uh, this is all uh, very, very, very exciting and very time consuming, but I'm, you know, at least it feels like it's going somewhere. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, writing a book, that sounds incredible. Well, it is quite challenging. As as I said, it's my, well, it's not my first one, but the first one was self-published, uh, The Ultimate Guide to Plus Size Backpacking. I released it uh, in 2016, so uh, already four years ago. And uh, after I was featured in a in a Montreal newspaper uh, last fall, I actually had a ma- received a message from a publisher and said, hey, do you want to write for us? Do you want to write on Fatphobia? We'd love to have you. And so we were, uh, we were able to, you know, come to an agreement on a contract and I've started uh, writing uh, during the holidays, during the the Christmas holidays and it's been uh, going quite well so far so soon uh, we'll get on board with the the whole editing and publishing part and hopefully that will go well too. Yeah, best of luck with all of that. So um, Edith, talk to me about more about the petition. So um, I'm assuming that uh, in your state in Canada, 
like pretty much almost everywhere else in the world, with very few exceptions, um, fat people do not enjoy equal protection under the law. Um, and so you've noted that you've put in a petition to get like physical size or weight or, you know, something to that effect included uh-huh. as a protected class alongside, again, I don't know the law there, but in most places, things like gender, religious affiliation, nationality, et cetera, are usually um, the categories that are currently protected. There are some countries, though, where they do have protection. Uh, in France, there is a, a, in the penal code, there is a section where physical appearance, so discrimination based on physical appearance, um, is considered illegal. Uh, there's also something in Spain, and if I am right, I think in Finland also. So this is not something new. I mean, Canada as a country, in Quebec as a province of Canada, uh, I mean, we are, we can compare ourselves uh, society-wise in in our, you know, level of, I don't want to use advancement, but I mean, where we are, we are fully developed. Uh, We are modern societies. We are all Western societies. I mean, we we are not, uh, you know, too different to be able to implement such such changes. So um, I was lucky enough to have the support. Well, it's actually mandatory to have the support of a uh, member of parliament, uh, the you know provincial parliament, to be able to uh, file a petition with the government. So um, the one of the co-leader of a party uh, accepted to be my my representative and to file that petition on on my behalf. Right now we have close to a thousand people who have signed. Um, it's not as much as I would like, but you know, I think there's it's still a first attempt uh, in the you know in the recent few years there were attempts uh, further uh, further back. But I think right now there's a bit of a momentum right now here in the province of Quebec in the media. We actually speak more about fat phobia. So it felt like the moment was right. Hopefully it's gonna, you know, create some discussions and create some you know, like a, a massive, a, a massive social, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say revolution, but at least, uh, you know, some thinking and, and force people to maybe reconsider how they are and how they act, uh, you know, with, with, you know, the fat people around them, um, you know, who knows where it's going to, when it's going to go. Uh, well, the petition can be signed all the way up until the end of February. So we'll see by then. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a very, uh, very exciting project. And I'm, I'm very proud of it. So Edith, can you take us um, in a abridged version way, uh, just considering our time limits, can you take us through kind of the steps of like what the next steps would be? So in terms of how many signatures do you have to get on the petition in order to have it then move to become, you know, kind of the, the next step towards actually altering the law? Well, it's there's nothing guaranteed. There's There, there could be five signatures, but if the topic is considered um, important, you know, quote unquote enough, uh, five signature could be sufficient to have it enforced in the law. Uh, just like there could be a million signature, and if the topic is not considered important enough, it might not go any further than just collecting signatures. So basically how it works is that the petition is published online for three months. People can sign it. After that, it is filed. So like they deposit the actual petition, like the text, signature and everything uh, to the government. Their government uh, studies it, decide if they will or will not act upon it. And so if they will not, will act 
that ends there. And if they do, then they create a comedy that will study the whole thing and see how it can be incorporated in either the law, the politics, and so on and so forth. Excellent. Well, this is definitely a watch this space kind of situation, Edith. Thank you so much for coming um, on the show today to talk about your work. Where can people go uh, to find you? And also, like, who can sign said petitions? Is it only supposed to be like people actually in Quebec or can we uh, flood it with rad fatties from around the world? <laughs> I, I would love to invite everybody from around the world, but unfortunately you have to be a province of Quebec resident. Sure. And that makes um, sense. Like, sure. <laughs> so um, if we can't support you in that kind of way, Edith, where can people go uh, to, to find you online to maybe stay up to date about when the, to expect the book? Um, the book should be actually uh, announced on itsitbernier.com, which is my web- my personal website. So uh, you- it shouldn't be too hard to find. Um, I also I'm also on Instagram at itsit.bernier.officiel, which is the French for official. <laughs> um, you can also, uh, but I guess yeah, probably the best way to start finding me would be edithbernier.com. I'm also quite active, mostly in French, on the Facebook page for grossophobie.ca. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty. And you can also follow me um, on on Facebook if you want to subscribe and follow and, and follow my crazy ideas. <laughs> and that that also, you know, I, I do speak a lot about, about you know, fat politics, but about so many things also. <laughs> But you know that already, do you, Kat? (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Excellent. Well, Edith, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a real treat to speak with you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thanks for listening to another episode of Friend of Maryland. Friend of Maryland is brought to you by Manawatu People's Radio, triple nine a.m. If you'd like to contact the show with questions, comments, concerns, or suggestions for topics or guests, you can email us at friendofmaryland.com at AOL.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favorite show.